0: The Fantasy Hockey Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash w y n n b e Tea. And welcome in to the Fantasy Hockey Podcast, presented by the Mothership, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me, as always, is my brother from the same mother, Nick Zack How are we doing, sir?
1: Doing good, doing good. Uh, another good week in fantasy. Improved to 7-2. and two. It was a nail-biter, but uh, managed to pull away with a few points, a couple key ads on uh, Sunday. And then, yeah, I so saw you took down the big bear in our league with a... Uh, Pretty convincing win, and so yeah, both of us on top, and both of us uh moving our way up the standings. A lot of changes on our teams, and in the NHL, so ready to get some hockey.
0: You're six and two, pal. Just slow it down, all right? You're six and two.
1: Oh, six and two. am I'm a, I'm a yeah, week ahead right. of myself.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say I'll, I'll be seven and three next week. I'm five and three, and I'm not climbing the standings. I'm staying firmly right where I'm at in third place. But me and first place are what is it? We're practice, We're tied we're tied mm-hmm. 3,143 points to my 3,143 first place as a half a point lead 0.9 the same game every to 0.4. year Yeah, exactly. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And then we got the bottom of our league, not doing dinky do uh, I'm taking on a three and five team. So hopefully, you know, the bottom of this group starts to pick it up. We'll, we'll see what happens there, but yeah, feeling good. Came off a big win, took down first place, uh, gave him his second loss, I believe of the season. So that was good. He's only made, you know, like, almost double the moves as me he's 107 i've got 60 mm-hmm. i have been in a situation where i'm just not making as many moves this year because my team is just mm-hmm. stacked you know I, at right. best i can swap out a couple of guys recently i had a nice little ad of taylor hall that was that was awesome he put up 28 points uh, i believe yesterday so that was feeling good and then i was when i went to drop him today i'm like i can't do it i he's looking too good so <laughs> Well, yeah, feeling good. This week, uh, last week, I put up 535 points. Not too bad, not too bad. Beat my opponent by nearly 200 points. So feeling good, feeling right. Coming into week nine of fantasy hockey. Tonight, we've got uh, trade grades on the docket. We're going to be reviewing some recent trades. Uh, these were real live trades from the Yahoo Fantasy app. Um, so we're going to be breaking these down. And then, of course, we're going to break into our waiver wire discussion, um, You know, talking about some recent trends of these highly available players across the last month two weeks and season long. So let's dive into the trade grade conversation. First up, Nick, we've got a straight up trade. Kevin Fiala for Mark Stone. Which side are you rolling with here?
1: Right now, I got to say Kevin Fiala, just looking at the numbers. Fiala's got nine goals, 21 assists this year for a plus one. And uh, Stone's got nine goals and 12 assists for a plus 12. The plus minus isn't as big of a thing in our league, but if in some mm. leagues it could be huge. But yeah, that big gap in points right there definitely uh, leans me more towards the side of Kevin Fiala.
0: So season-long, Fiala has 235 fantasy points to Stone's 215. Right now, the Kings are actually, you know, they're a pretty reliable team to score some goals. They, they've been putting up their fair share, right? So I feel pretty good about Fiala. I agree with you, but it's actually a lot closer even with the, the plus-minus in point scoring because you're seeing Fiala being penalized a little bit more being scored on, on the, on that top line, you know, while he is getting that high scoring exposure on his side of the offense, he's also taking it back from the oppose or from the opponents, the opposing team, but Fiala is on fire right now in the last couple of weeks, 75 fantasy points across the last 14 days to Mark stones, 29.7. So if you're making this trade, like if you're higher on stone right now, it's gotta be that season long play. Someone that you feel is going to rebound and come around, you know, whatever, in the back half of the season or the upcoming weeks. Is that a narrative that you're willing to buy? Like, do you, do you feel like Stone will go over the top of them down the stretch of the season? Or do you feel like these numbers are going to stay steady?
1: I think these numbers are going to stay steady because we are coming into the quarter point of the year. And usually, like mm-hmm. I talked about before, you know, first couple months of the year, a lot of the teams, a lot of players, they go on hot starts but have cool down. But now we're into that deeper point of the year where guys start to kind of stay where they're at. And I think Kevin Fiala is going to stay where he's at and stay in a really good spot.
0: Yeah, I like him on that line one. He's also on the first power play for the Kings. Um, Yeah, and until we see a big shift otherwise, he's going to be the guy here, at least over Mark Stone. Uh, You know, in category leagues, yeah, if you're hurting at plus minus and you make this swap, maybe that is going to give you a little bit of a boost. But you have to have a a lot better scoring to back up the offense that you're going to lose from Fiala. Um, 30 points to uh, Mark Stone's, what, 21. Right. So a, a decent spread there, like Nick said, through the quarter of the way the season. Uh, next up, man, I'd love to land this one. Uh, Patrick Kane versus Alex Tuck. Another straight up trade. Which way are you going?
1: Alex Tuck A 100 percent right here. Patrick Kane on the Blackhawks. They don't score enough goals. They just haven't been. Con- yeah, they can't string together wins. Kane can't string the other points. Only four goals and on the campaign and a minus 14 right now. And Alex Tuck over on the Buffalo Sabres is uh, – he's on a roll, to say the least, right now. He's been playing really well, 13 goals, 15 assists on the season. And he is playing on that first line over there with Jeff Skinner and Tage Thompson, which I'd have to mention last night they put on mm. a panic against mm. them. Tage Thompson had five goals and uh, one assist for almost 50 fantasy points. It was absurd, but uh, it hasn't been like that. That's not the only game it has been like that for uh, Buffalo. They put up six against San Jose, even against Colorado in a loss. They put up four, five against Detroit, five against Tampa. They're scoring goals as of late. And Tage Thompson's been uh or sorry, uh, Alex Tuck has been getting in the in the mix of that. And so I definitely would take that over Patrick Kane for sure. And I don't I, yeah, I don't know why someone would make this trade. I know you've been trying been trying to get rid of that Patrick Kane for a minute. So I know I, if the offer came across your table, you would take it right away.
0: I am in that boat but i'm also in a pretty good position with patrick kane no like 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 i said i'm in fourth place i'm not really moving up i'm not really moving down i i don't hate to trade for right now like if you're behind in the standings and you feel like you need to make a move to like really get off of patrick kane i i get that however we're what the 8th of december right now the end of this month and the start of the new year i am firmly believing that patrick kane is going to be on a new team He's going to be on a team mm-hmm. that's a buyer pre-deadline. I don't know how much longer him and Taves can stay on this roster. I know they moved them up together. They're playing on the top line. Mm-hmm. The numbers right now are completely in favor of Tuck. 200 and, 242 fantasy points on the season. How many more points do you think he has than Patrick Kane? 75. Oh, you got it right on the nose, huh? Oh, really? No, no. It's, it's like 80, but it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Well, 242 to 162. It's, it's, it's pretty close. So I... I, I well done. However, mm-hmm. Kane has been surging in the last 14 days. He has 43 and a half fantasy points. Tuck's still higher than that. He's at 60. But you see that like that kind of marginal gap. Mm-hmm. How Kane has kind of closed that. So again, if you're in a good position in the standings, I like holding Kane right now because while the numbers are really bad, four goals, mm-hmm. 16 assists, a minus 14. Oh my goodness. I don't know if he's a minus 14 his rookie season. And we were bad. You know, oh, bad, bad, bad. Bad, 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 bad. So mm-hmm. Again, it's very situational. If you feel like you need to catch up right now, today, again, it's only a quarter of the way through the season. You look at your schedule. There's a lot of weeks of fantasy hockey ahead. I'm holding Kane if I'm in a good position. I'm getting off him now because I maybe I need to get three wins in the next three weeks. You know, so in that in that situation, yeah, I'm willing to get off him. But I do believe come the end of this year, first week of January, Kane is going to be in a new uni. It's going to be sad, mm-hmm. but it'll definitely help out fantasy hockey owners. I'm almost certain because mm-hmm. he's going to have a say where he goes. He's not going to the Blue Jackets, okay? Uh, he, he, he's not going to play alongside Goudreau and uh, Liney, okay? Like, that's not going to happen. He's gonna, If he gets moved somewhere, he's going to get moved to a contender. So, again, if you're at the top of the standings and you can afford, you know, a couple of more competitive weeks where he's kind of like, you know, playing, you know, the possum, whether he's going to help you or hurt you, I'm willing to hold. Again, mm-hmm. if you're playing catch-up, tucks to play here.
1: I was going to say, where do you think that uh, Patrick Kane will end up? What uni would you like to see him in? I'm thinking –
0: I don't know if he's willing to go to the Rangers with how bad they are right now, how bad they're playing, mm-hmm. but I, I could see him playing along Panarin, or Panarin, excuse me, mm-hmm. the Bredman. I could also see Colorado being in the mix. Mm-hmm. We know that it won't be the Toronto Maple Leafs because Patrick no. Kane has said he will never go to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't believe that he will, but what do you think about Buffalo? What do you think about him going home?
1: Um, you know, if Buffalo's making a run towards the end of the year, if they can, you know, climb their way back up the standings, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it could happen, but I, I also think that, you know, uh, downtown, uh, New York over there in Manhattan isn't too far from Buffalo. So I think it's uh, far, it's not, Buffalo-
0: it's, it's not close by.
1: <laughs> it's not that close.
0: It's not close. Is, is Iowa close to Chicago?
1: About like three hours, four hours. It's not it's not that close.
0: It's on the other side of the state.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I need to work on my geography, but yeah, work on work
0: on that. Work on yeah, that.
1: Yeah, but it puts him in uh in that area, and I think that's a possibility. I've also heard people bounce around the Detroit Red Wings. That was the take I heard from uh Biz and Witt over at Spittin' Chicklets. Oh
0: god, Biz. No, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I don't like I, I like Colorado a lot. Uh contenders, that's where he's gonna want to go. He's gonna mm-hmm. want to go get a cup. If there is a player in the Blackhawks that's getting traded and then they're going home, I would expect it would be John Taves to the Winnipeg Jets.
1: Like could happen.
0: Yeah, th- that I could see happening because I feel like Taves is at the like stage in his career where you know he's already won gold, he's already won cups, he's already won, mm-hmm. you know, MVPs like consumice or whatever. I I feel like you know his his time is, is kind of coming to a close. You know what I mean? Like, I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, I loved what I saw saw out of him on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Taking down, taking down Truba. Mm-hmm. Oh. That was getting me all sorts of excited. All sorts mm-hmm. of excited. I was jumping and yelling. I was like, man, we're winning and we're beating them. Like, this is great. Mm-hmm. All right. We're getting a little off path here. Let's get back to the trade talk. Next up, we've got Johnny Goudreau. We're doing a little bit better recently for Victor Hedman and Anders Lee. A nice little two for one here. Johnny Hockey for Victor Hedman and Anders Lee. I would say, honestly, that all three of these players have had disappointing starts to the season.
1: Yeah, you're definitely not wrong there, but if I were to have a, to pick a side for this, I would just have to probably say uh, Hedman and Anders leave because right now in most fantasy hockey leagues, uh, defensemen are really hard to come by. Mm-hmm. And whether it's trading, whether it's trying to pick them up, they're really hard to come by. And so when you throw a defenseman like Victor Hedman in there, I think that brings some value. And he may be off to a slow start, but he's on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I still think he could turn it on and get it going again. He's getting a lot of ice time. He's playing, you know, 24 25 minutes a night on some nights Anders Lee just kind of an accessory piece to that i feel like i don't think he's gonna make or break that trade i think he's more of a guy that you kind of move on and off the waiver wire he's been like that in our league he's mm-hmm. spending time on a few teams and so yeah i like uh just headman right now because johnny goudreau hasn't been not much better and headman has the advantage being a defenseman and they have uh, more value in fantasy
0: So yeah, Goudreau definitely had a slow start to the season, but his production right now, it is two times Hedman and Anders Lee total in the last two weeks. So right now, Goudreau is just absolutely surging. In the last two weeks, he's recorded 68.4 fantasy points, Hedman 20.9, Lee 12.6. So Hedman's even getting colder as the season's going on. Like I was expecting this production to turn around as well. Like you said, very good player, plays on a very good team. Where's the production? One goal, ten assists, and he's up even zero. Victor Edman. This is uh, this is a guy that's mm-hmm. like constantly cashing props for assists, points, shots on goal. He's just not that dude this season. And I agree with you. Like, Anders Lee is just kind of a piece here. Like, I feel like you're still trading Goudreau for uh headman straight up, mm-hmm. and, and Anders Lee is just kind of some fluff piece. Um, I'll tell you what, if it was Hedman and Kane, I'd, I'm, you know, I might reconsider, but, uh, you know, there's only so many by low pieces that I would be willing to give up for Goudreau. And right now he's looking much better. Nine goals, mm-hmm. 19 assists on the season. He's a minus three, but in the past uh, two weeks, uh, he's a plus two. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna hold right now. And I've, mm-hmm. I've been a person that's been wanting to get Johnny hockey off my team. I've been, I've been trying for the past several weeks. He's turned it around. Everybody said, no, Hey, you had your turn. I tried to mm-hmm. give them to you. I tried. He's coming back. All right. At least we didn't uh, disagree or mm-hmm. agree on all of them. Mm-hmm. All right. Ne- next up, we've got uh, a couple of devils for a pair of Rangers. We've got Nico Heischer, Jesper Bratt, straight up for Chris Kreider, and Vincent Trocheck. Which way are you going?
1: Um, I would probably have to say Heischer and Bratt. The devils are hot. Rangers are cold right now. Devils are sitting at the top of the league. Rangers, middle of the pack. Yeah, that's all I got to say. I think uh, there's no really other explanation. sure and Brad have been solid. Rangers have been uh, slower. And so, yeah, give me sure uh, and Brad all day.
0: Yeah, I don't know what people were thinking with this one. Again, these are real mm-hmm. trades that we grabbed off of the uh, trade market from Yahoo. Nico and uh, Jesper Brad are a combined plus, what is it, 27. They're a plus 27. Oh. Vincent <laughs> Trotrek and Chris Kreider combine for... What was it? Minus three, a plus nine and a minus mm-hmm. or a, yeah, I'm sorry. Plus six for Kreider and a minus nine for Trocek, which gets you down to mi- minus three. You've got to be I, you've got to be really buying in that Kreider is just going to instantly turn around this season to what he was last year. Right now, he, he's got a respectable total, like 238 fantasy points in, on the season. He's got 136 in the last month and he's got 54 in the last 14 days. These aren't bad numbers, but mm-hmm. Vincent Trocek not on the level. 189 on the season, 96 in the last 30 and 41 in the last 14, which is, which is not bad. You know, Jesper Bratt has 42 in the last 14. Uh, Nico has 47 points in the last 14 days in the last two weeks. But again, season long, you're looking at these numbers and it just doesn't add up. You, again, this is a situation where you have to be completely betting than what you've seen from the devils is just going to poof, mm-hmm. go away. I'm not buying that. Obviously I'm a devil's fan, whatever. But regardless, what they're showing us on the ice, it's just shoulders above what Kreider and Trocek have been doing. And, and believe me, if you go back to the early shows, I was high on Trocheck I was high on Kreider. I was re- the whole Rangers. I mean, they had, a, they had a great season last year. We were expecting much better production from them this season. Haven't been getting it. Nico and Jesper Bratt, they were for free in terms of ADP. These are mm-hmm. guys who are getting drafted in the way back end of your of your draft. So they've been nice, healthy surprises. The only way you're pulling this off is by, you know, an owner that's just not paying attention. Simple as that. All right, last one up here. It's a fun one. I don't recommend that people go out and actually try to do this. But somewhere out there, there were some fun own owners that said, hey, screw it. Let's just trade a couple of top five players in fantasy right now. My boy, J-Rob Jason Robertson for Leon Dreisaitl. Which way are you going?
1: You know, I Kings feel like you King. Just, I feel like you just put this in there cuz you have both of these not, studs on your fantasy team. I did not I did not I
0: did not and hey, I don't have them on the same team. I don't have them on the same team.
1: Yes you do in our league. You oh, have them you're on right, the same you're team. right. I do. Yeah. You're right,
0: I do. Never mind. My bad. My bad. But, my bad. The
1: team is a unit. It's a unit. It's, yeah. It's
0: not in first place. <laughs> but That just shows you how bad the rest of my team is.
1: Uh, no, this is a really hard one. Jason Robertson's been really really good this year. One of the more uh surprising players. I think you drafted him in our league and like the 10th round or something because he had to sign his...
0: keep going, keep backing it up, keep backing it up.
1: He, he hasn't signed his contract yet. And so he, That's they were right. he, he was like just sitting there for the taking.
0: Oh, he was sitting there for the taking. I was getting nervous. Cause I was, I was, I was flirting with mm-hmm. how, how far I was going to let him uh, go down the board. Mm-hmm. We have 16 rounds in our league. You know what, you know what round he went in? 16. 15. Oh my. Oh my. Right. <laughs> But ended by Jonathan Quick and uh, the good old Cole Caulfield. Mm-hmm. I feel terrible for Tom's Top Shelf. He drafted Zach Hyman a couple of picks mm-hmm. after him and then dropped him. So I yeah, picked up Zach, I picked up Zach Hyman too. Thanks, 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 uh, Tom. Thanks, Top mm-hmm. Shelf. Appreciate you. <laughs> who did I take in the last round? Because they can't still on my, be on my team. To be I fair, uh, mm-hmm. who is it? Someone took Brad Marchand in the last round because everybody was scared he was going to be out forever. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took Connor Brown. He's not on my team oh, okay. anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not all <laughs> picks later are, are that good, but you know mm-hmm. there was definitely some people that were you know taking some shots. I I also cashed in on Troy Terry in round 14. He's been solid. Mm-hmm. But yes, the pick before that, Manjapani in round around uh, 13. He hasn't been that great. So yeah, mm-hmm. t- trading trading good bad bad and good and bad picks at the end of those rounds there.
1: Mm-hmm, but yeah, right. on this one I'd have to say Dry sidle if I had to pick a side. I know J-Rob's been solid, but I just like uh, Dreissel playing with McDavid a little bit more than I like Robertson playing with Hintz.
0: Rupe. The disrespect of Rupe Hintz. Didn't he have a hat trick recently?
1: I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but you also have Rupe Hintz. That's because that's stack, baby. I had
0: to take Rupe much earlier than, uh, than J-Rob for sure. Yeah, he had a hat trick uh, two games ago, and then they got shut out the very next game. Love mm. it. But he, yeah, both of those guys are getting pucks on nets. Great situation. A lot of offense between the two. I'm going J Rob because he's a plus 15. The Dallas plays better defense and he's, he just has more points 23 goals, 18 points. Why are you trying to get off of that? Okay. Maybe he doesn't have his, yeah, no, that Dry does have three more points technically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: J Rob has 14 fantasy points more on the season. You know, if you're taking Dry in this, I just feel like it's, it's still recency bias from the past years. Like, Obviously, he's shown us that he can maintain this level of production, but mm-hmm. I don't think the Dallas Stars, Jason Robinson, Rupe Hintz, I don't think they've shown us any signs that they're slowing down, that they're going to be, you know, reverting from what they've done to start the season. So I'm sticking with my guns, sticking with J Rob. All right. We're going to dive into some waiver wire discussion, but we are going to hit a quick word from our sponsors. Right. I'll be right back after this. Ready to ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in a same game parlay? WinBet is your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet letting you customize the bet that you want to make. Great promos, Odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet a 100, win a 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700.
1: We're back with Underdog Fantasy, and if you haven't signed up already, you can still get a 100% deposit match to up to $100 when you use the promo code SGPN. Just go to underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN, for a 100% deposit match. Underdog is great for their weekly battle royale format as well as getting an early start with the playoffs best ball. underdog.com fan underdog.com promo code sgpn.
0: Love me some underdog. All right, let's get back to it here. We're looking at the best waiver wire ads right now. It's kind of a thin group, I feel like. I, I actually have quite a few guys that I'm going to pass on. We'll see what you think here, Nick. Uh, first up, we've got Victor Ardvidson of the Los Angeles Kings. What are your thoughts on him right now?
1: Uh, right now, he's put together a couple solid games here, but just looking at his numbers right now, uh, I I don't like the schedule for him personally, and I think I would pass on him. The plus minus isn't there. And they're on a very long road trip where they're on the road against Montreal, Columbus. They're playing Toronto tonight, Buffalo and Boston, all pretty solid teams. And so and on the road. And like I said, the plus minus isn't there. He's had a few good games here, but nothing I want to buy into yet. So I'm going to pass on him right now.
0: Yeah, that's fair. This is actually one of my buys. Uh, He has he's averaging, excuse me, nine point three fantasy points in his last six games. Uh, four goals, three assists in his last six, and that's seven points in his last six. Get in line two minutes, second power play unit. He hasn't really been hurting us recently. You know, he doesn't have any games going negative dating back to November 18th where they had a 4-1 loss to Vancouver. He also didn't really play that much in that game. Uh, that's really the thing that concerns me the most is the playing time. It's really not, mm-hmm. you know, high. It's not up there with like you know the 18, 19 minutes a game. I mean, you look what he's been doing recently. He has 11 shots on goal in his last couple of games here. And because they have a tough schedule, I kind of mm-hmm. like them going in the road and just having to score a lot. And the Kings have just been scoring a lot of goals. Uh, last game, 1-5-2, to 2-4 two. Uh, two to four loss against Carolina, a five-goal win against Arizona, an eight-goal loss to the Seattle Kraken. That game was amazing. Oh, my God. Don't even so start on that one. So much fun. A game before that, a 3-2 loss, and a game before that, a 5-2 win. So, like, you know, they're the last time they actually had two, less than two goals was that game that I'd referenced on the 18th of November. So they're a team that's scoring a lot right now, and I'll just kind of lean into that trend. Um, I'll take some some available L.A. Kings if I can. Um, in category leagues, yeah, if you're dealing with plus-minus, it might be a situation to stay off of. In that game where they lost 8-9, to nine, he was a minus-3, but still scored a goal and still finished with positive production at 4.8. So, again, even in a game where he's getting scored on three times, he was still able to back it up with a power play point, a goal, a couple of shots. So, you know, I don't feel great about it. I, I definitely don't think he's a long-term solution on your roster, but I do think he's a good plug-and-play at this time. Uh, this next guy, Nick, super frustrating. I need him to go away. Dan Vlader vladar calgary Mm -hmm. flames he's won four starts in a row i've got markstrom who isn't doing anything and i'm getting scared like do you think vladder is just going to absolutely take over the season for the flames or what
1: uh i think it's a similar uh situation it's almost similar to what you see in edmonton with jack campbell how you got the backup who's playing better and right now you know it's possible but i don't think it's going to happen too much i think down the stretch they're going to end up splitting more starts with but uh It's hard to tell because Vladar does have the hot hand. Three Mm. wins, or sorry, four wins in a row. Looks really solid. He's seeing the shots. uh, Plus 23 in the last day. And yeah, he's getting a lot of wins and uh, he's getting a lot of starts. Definitely someone I would buy in on. Based on the rate he's going, I could expect him to probably start two or three of the games on this next four-game road trip they have coming up.
0: I need him to stop playing, okay? (laughs) Like, three Mm. starts is too many. Four out of the last five is too many. Like, stop playing, Dan Vladar. Come on. Mm -hmm. Like, I need Markstrom. I need Markstrom points. Vladdy, he's got 13.7 points per game in his last six starts. He has four wins in his last six starts. Uh, It's hard for me to feel like they're going to, you know, take him off the table, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when you're on a heater, don't get up. I feel like this is a situation where they're going to let him continue to sit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Columbus, what's it? Yeah, that that game is tomorrow, the ninth. We don't know who the starter is yet. Dear God, I hope it's Markstrom. Toronto, I have to feel like, like that's a game where you start your best goalie. I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but I could see Vladder starting. Columbus, Montreal, maybe even Vancouver if Markstrom can't fix it because, man, he has mm-hmm. not looked great. He's even said as much. He's like, yep, just not, not playing the good hockey right now. Don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully he can turn that around is that something that you believe like you know should I should I be confident in that or you know should I be looking to sell me some Markstrom you want some I think you want some Markstrom I
1: uh, I can't right now I already got <laughs> my goaltending situation is a mess but I don't want to add enough more of a mess to it with Markstrom cuz yeah I've got uh Kemper out right now and I've got Freddie on the IR still so I've been running with stream options wherever I can but no Dan Vladar I think is someone that's definitely going to get A lot more starts coming up, and he's definitely going to be a name that we hear more about in fantasy hockey. And, yeah, I would be a little concerned about Jacob Markstrom, and, you know, I would start looking at some other options if I had him personally. But, no, Dan Vladar is looking solid. And I think, yeah, they play in the ninth and 10th. I see probably if Vladar has a hot hand, I think he'll play against Toronto, and he'll give Markstrom Columbus. And then the other uh, couple games, it's hard to tell. But yeah, definitely uh, someone to grab for sure in fantasy.
0: I picked up Brian Elliott today, and I never took him off the bench. So I had to make a move, like right now, <laughs> while we're talking.
1: I picked didn't up he Cole already start?
0: Today. Yeah, he did, and he was on my bench. But it's your league, buddy. Change the rules if you don't like him.
1: <laughs> oh, I almost had to do that because I pulled off this trade, and I didn't realize that I made the whatever waiver thingy to process like two days long.
0: Oh, the trade? Yeah. Process? Well, that's pretty normal. That that's pretty normal. Uh, there are some leagues where like trades go through instantly, but it's it's not very normal. So that, that's how I, that,
1: That's how we did in the past, but there just haven't been a lot of trades.
0: Right, right. Well, it's it's good to have that period for you know, like if there's a veto or something like that. If someone trades, you know, Sidney Crosby for Cole Perfetti, like you know, mm-hmm. what are we doing here? Come on now, right? Checks, mm-hmm. checks and balances, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, Vladar, stop it. We'll end that discussion there. Uh, next up, a, a player returning from injury. Definitely a buy option I like. Anthony Anthony Sorelli, 9.2 fantasy points. His last game on the sixth against Detroit, 14.7 in his first start against Toronto. Uh, He had two assists in that game. Nick, he had no goals, no assists in his last game with 9.2 fantasy points. He had eight shots on net. My goodness, dude is back. Any argument here?
1: No argument there. He's looking he's like he's back and he's better than ever. He's on the first line right now with... Brandon Hagel, who deserves to be on the first line, obviously coming from a Blackhawk fan, with Braden Point and yeah, Sorelli there. Um, yeah, no complaints about him right now. He's on the second power play unit um, right now, and yeah, I definitely think he's someone that you buy in. It's hard to tell with uh, without any production recently, but playing on a line one in Tampa Bay, I think it's someone that you should definitely buy in on. And yeah, you got a really big home stand here where you got Nashville tonight. Florida, Seattle, Columbus, all at home. Like rally, like the Lightning. Definitely an ad option for me. And I actually added him personally for mm-hmm. uh, tonight's game against Nashville. Just want to see what nice. he can do. And right now, he's got zero points through the first period. So a lot oh, of. You, that. You, you peeped the sheet,
0: <laughs> did you? I see. You, you peeped the sheet. He, mm-hmm. was a free, he was a free agent when this sheet was made, it says. <laughs> I see you. I see you. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, he's, he's a great ad right now. 23% rostered is not going to stick around for long. So if he's available in your leagues, he's an absolute buy candidate. Uh, Definitely someone you want to get on your roster. Also center and left wing designation. We were always talking about that this Mm -hmm. year about how Yahoo trimmed the fat on the, uh, the roster utility for a lot of players. So gotta like that. Don't hate it. All right. Next up we have uh, Adam Lowry, a center for the Winnipeg Jets. Pretty decent production recently, Nick, but I don't know if it's enough. What do you think? I don't. He's not a big buy candidate for me.
1: No, he's just not there. He's not top six player. He's on the uh, third line right now in the second power play unit in the first penalty kill unit, which personally for me is a turn off because you're more likely to get scored on on the penalty kill. So I really don't like that about him. And yeah, his production is is coming. It's coming along, but it's just not enough for me right now. You know he's a good streaming option where hey get a guy in the lineup uh if just a plug and dump but yeah nothing else for me right now not someone I would really want to even yeah get a piece of at all
0: yeah so he has three points in his last two games and 15 points on the season it's more of just kind of a flash production type mm-hmm. of player. He'll he'll do some good stuff, then there's going to be several games where he doesn't. And we've seen that recently. Even, you know, before these last two games, he had a couple of games with no points, then he had a couple of games with points, and then he had about 5 or 6 with no mm-hmm. points, right? So mm-hmm. not buying into this trend in deeper leagues. You know, I don't hate it. St. Louis, Chicago, Washington, those are good matchups. Hey, you know mm-hmm. Vegas and then Nashville. Actually, you know four of those uh, are pretty solid. Uh, Chicago, Washington, or sorry, three out of four of those are good. Chicago, Washington, and Nashville. I I really don't hate. I really don't hate those matchups. I think he might be able to, you know, continue maybe a you know a short point mm-hmm. streak through that period. But this isn't someone that's going to be a long term savior to your roster. So for that, you know, he doesn't really hold too much appeal for me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, speaking of the Capitals, next up we have uh, Charlie Lindgren. He was someone that we were both uh, high on last year. Uh, St. Louis said, "No, we're good. We don't need to play him anymore. He's a fringe roster, fringe roster player." Eh, they weren't that impressed. Me and Nick liked him, but they thought Jordan Jordan Binnington was better. That's all I'll <laughs> say. Last couple of games, he's looked really good in the Capitals uh, gear. Uh, two wins in his last two games. Only three goals against. Think he can take over this uh, this net?
1: Yeah, it just depends on how long Darcy Kemper is going to be out for. But I think for the time being that Charlie Lindgren is going to be able to hold it down and he'll be able to secure a couple wins here. You got Seattle coming up, Winnipeg, Chicago. So some winnable hockey games right there. Again, don't know how long Kemper is going to be out for. But as long as Kemper's out, he's going to have the net. And so definitely would try and pick him up to get some starts. And also he's got an amazing looking mustache, that cookie duster. Is uh pretty solid that he's got there, and so that only adds to his case. Oh, so, yeah, definitely a buy on Darcy Kemp or sorry, Charlie Lingren. It's like it's a cookie duster. All right, <laughs> look at that thing.
0: Oh, no, I see it, I see it. It's, lip, it's absolutely magnificent. everything. Arm mm-hmm. comes set, go in the box, feel shame. That's that's what that's the guy that he looks like right now. No, I, <laughs> I, I'm all over it. Um, Hunter Shepard, I'm certainly not familiar with him. I know who Charlie Lindgren is He's mm-hmm. a very good young goaltender. I've I liked what I've seen out of him out of the past. Got a good opportunity here with the Kemper injury. And honestly, Kemper hasn't been very good this season. Like if Lindgren can, you know, get this team moving in the right direction, mm-hmm. I really do feel like he could be the guy for them for the rest of the season, because Kemper just hasn't been that guy. And you know, these, this team's going to get healthier. Eventually they're going to get Wilson and Backstrom back, you know, maybe some Carl Hagelin. We'll see, but I feel like the team's only going to get healthier. Kemper's injury is day-to-day. He's not on the IR yet, but that is a situation Mm. to follow. I do want to get me some shares of Charlie Lindgren. Like Nick said, have some pretty good matchups coming up. um, Up until the Dallas matchup, I'd say. Winnipeg, they've been pretty good, but I feel like they can beat Winnipeg. Mm. Uh, Next up, we have Mikkel Granlund of the Nashville Predators. What are your thoughts on him?
1: Um, You know, I've seen this with a few Nashville guys. Ever since their uh, arena got flooded, A lot of the guys have been playing really solid, and Mikkel Granlin is one of them. I actually picked him up for tonight, and I'm hoping for the best because, yeah, his last three games looked really, really solid on his end. And, uh, yeah, he's playing over there on the first line with Yuso Parsinainen, and Matt Duchesne. I've never seen this Yuso guy before. And, uh, yeah, he's on the first power play unit on the point with Roman Yossi. Going to get a lot of shots on net. Um, in terms of fantasy production, it's there. The last three games, he's looked solid even before that. He's had a couple good games here and there. Four goals, 14 assists on the season. And, yeah, definitely someone that I would uh, cautiously buy for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm going to pass. If your name's not Philip Forsberg, I'm out. Matt Shane, bad. Not playing well this season. Uh, who else is over there? Granlin, kind of in that mix. Tanner Janot, he's been a disappointment. Niederreiter, disappointment. Ryan Johansson, disappointment. I'm only sticking with Forsberg just because he just scores enough. That's it. I mean, he's mm-hmm. still a minus eight on the year. Like, he, he's still not that great. But I had flipped uh, Mo Sider for him in my categories mm-hmm. league, and I feel pretty good about that. Even if Sider finishes with better plus minus, I just got you know, much better scoring. So, yeah, not really on any of the Predators. And I feel like a lot of these guys are in the negatives for their plus minus two. I, I mean, I know Granlund is, but um, I just feel like we're always going to kind of avert back to that. Like they're just not mm-hmm. playing very good defense as a, as a unit. So I'm really off the Predators in general. Uh, maybe you Soros, if I can get him for cheap, you know, he, mm-hmm. he would be a buy candidate. But yeah, him, Forsberg and yeah, Roman Yossi as well. I mean, like you really mm-hmm. can't get off of him. He's a minus one tonight. He's already not. He's already off to a bad start. What is he on the season? He's a minus two on the season. Roman Yossi. What the mm-hmm. hell? But he can like I feel like he's a guy that can turn it around at any time.
1: That's why
0: he's one of the few that I trust on the team. So I'm going to pass on him. Uh, The next guy I literally just picked him up while we were on air. Cole Perfetti, Mm -hmm. definitely love the center, left wing, and right wing designation that that was helping Mm out. Um, But what are your thoughts about him? Because his production, you know, it's not that high, but recently it's been pretty solid.
1: Yeah, recently it's been pretty solid. Uh, Right now for me, just done by Canada right now. they're going on the road against Chicago and St. Louis. And I know Chicago's not that good, but I just don't like them on the road. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's for me, it's flash in the pan production. I like the center, left wing, right wing designation. But mm-hmm. definitely someone that's not really that impressive if you look at down the stretch. Just the last few games, he's strung together. And I don't see that lasting way or too much mm-hmm. longer. So definitely someone I'd pass on right now.
0: Yeah, my main concern is just the playing time, you know, for a mm-hmm. for a long-term play. I picked him up tonight, obviously, so I don't mm-hmm. hate it. Um, so, yeah, short-term bye. Uh, the last game on the sixth, they won 5-2. to two. He didn't really do anything. He had 0.90 fantasy points, not much of anything. Didn't mm-hmm. hurt us, which is always good. But before that, he had a, a five-game point streak, you know, including yeah. uh, one game where he had three assists, going back to the fifth game where he had a goal, um and i guess prior to that just adding in you know what is that going back to the 21st of november he had points in 6 of his last 7 games so Mm-mm. it's it's viable it's not it's not out of this world but i i definitely say it's viable uh the game where he had three assists he had 23 uh, fantasy points not probably his, his best game of the year i'm you know expecting him to you know kind of replicate that he also had six uh, shots on goal yeah i think he'll replicate replicate that excuse me here and there uh, not someone i'll own long term he'll probably be off my roster you know maybe what, today's the eighth? And so we got a game today, and we got a game tomorrow against Chicago. So, as long as uh, I got a spot, he's going to stay mm-hmm. there. Uh, and I like both of these matchups, St. Louis and Chicago. Beyond that, Washington, also a good matchup. Nashville, good mm-hmm. matchup. So, yeah, really just that Vegas game is where I'd be worried. Um, oh, yes. Same as Lowry. I would definitely take mm-hmm. Cole Perfetti over Adam Lowry. For sure. Like, where have I heard, heard the schedule already? Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. All right. Next up, I've got uh, Colton Pareco of the St. Louis Blues, only 12% rostered. Thoughts here?
1: Uh, right now, I'm not really touching anyone. In the Saint Louis Blues, including Colton Pareko, he's got the ice time, but the Saint Louis Blues have been such an up and down team this year. They started out really cold, finally started win some hockey games, came back to 500. Now they're cold again. Got a win the other night against the Islanders, and it's seven to four game. Mm. But I mean, yeah, the Blues just haven't been there for me. Not someone I would be uh, relied reliable with, and uh, Colton Pareko couple of good games here and there but he's got one goal and uh six assists on the season but one goal and three of those assists have came in his last four games right and so just long term not someone i would really like a minus seven on the year but the one thing he does have is the ice time but it's not good ice time because they're playing for <laughs> st louis right
0: yeah it's it's a hard pass for me uh, i'll take justin falk on that d line for the blues mm-hmm. and that's about it and even he even falk He's kind of like teetering with like that, like, you know, waiver, you know, waiver consideration, like, eh, like Mm -hmm. there's some good games, but there's also some bad games and I'm never on the blues. Um, I mean, I'll take some of their top fours. Like I'll take Tarasenko, I guess, but I don't even think he's having a great year. Um, But yeah, in general, get off the blues. Uh, Other than maybe I was about to say Charlie Lindgren. He already already moved. We already talked about Mm -hmm. that. He's out. He's gone. All right, Uh, next up, we got a couple left here, is uh, Jack Quinn of the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Thoughts on his recent production.
1: He's been a really good streaming option for me. I got him in against uh, St. Louis, or no, sorry, St. Jose on Sunday, and he about saved my week. Uh, I brought him in. He put up 19 points, uh, waited for the waiver period to end, came in against Columbus, only had an assist surprisingly, played 18 minutes of ice time, almost 19 minutes, In a 9-4 to win, only put up one assist. A little disappointing there. But uh, right now, I think he's a good streaming option, but not someone I really like long-term. In the short term lately, he's been uh, getting a lot done. Playing the second line with John Jason Paterka and Dylan Cousins. He's getting some uh, offense going right now. But yeah, down the stretch, I'm not a Jack Quinn supporter. But right now, definitely someone that's going to be on and off my roster as long as he's doing something.
0: Yeah, great short-term buy. The points are there, the production is there for fantasy. 6.7, 19.8, 3.9, 6.9, 12.7 in his last five games. He did have a dud against New Jersey on the 25th mm. of this uh, of November, excuse me, 310. but then games before that, 19.6, 11.4, 4 uh, 4.0, the four sorry, the three games before that. So just mm. a bump in the road. I'd see no issue with holding him on your roster until he puts together a few of those bad games. Buffalo Sabres are just one of those funny teams right now. I'd like to see more total production, but anyone that's a plus option right now, as far as like plus minus goes on the Sabres and they're scoring goals, cousins, Tage, Tuck, whoever mm-hmm. I'm with it. I'm I'm good. Feel free. Shouldn't hesitate just because they play for the Sabres, at least right now. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, talk to talk to me in January. We'll see if it's the same, uh, same tune. All right. Next up we have uh, Kevin Hayes of the Philadelphia Flyers. Good scoring, not great efficiency. Where are you at with this one?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want to touch him either. The Philadelphia Flyers came out really hot this year, but now they have really, really cooled off. A couple wins here up against uh, the Islanders and against the Avalanche, but those are going to happen every once in a while. Going, hey, you know, you're know you going to win a hockey game. But nine goals, 19 assists on the year. It's not amazing, but it's not terrible. But what it contributes to that is uh the minus 11 that he's sitting at right now, and that's mm-hmm. something I'm staying away from that's hurting a lot of his numbers. Um, like for example, let me find one, yeah. Uh, he had uh one game, yeah, he had an assist, but minus one, yeah, only got three mm-hmm. fantasy points. What's that worth if you or right. in the minuses like that? What's well, worth now. three
0: points, but <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah, but you're, if he was like you know on a better team and he was putting up this production, sure, oh, yeah, I would go for a Kevin Hayes, but. Playing on Philly, this team that's up and down, up and down, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of I'm staying away from while he is on the first line right now and the fir- on the point on the first power play, just not a lot of upside for me there, just playing on the flyers.
0: Yeah, he's got points in six of his last seven games, a couple of multi-point games. He had two assists on the 5th of December. He had two goals on the 29th of November. To me, it's just, you know, can you afford to take the hit on the plus-minus, you know, and mm-hmm. points leagues? I, I don't feel like he's a bad addition, I just also believe he won't be on your roster consistently. He's going to be someone that, you know, has the ebbs and flows of being added and dropped. I just don't think that he's going to be consistent, but again, deeper leagues, deeper formats. I do think he's valuable in the short term. Uh, Arizona, Colorado, New Jersey, those are pretty good matchups. Colorado surprisingly reeling right now, just dealing with a lot of injuries. They don't have, you know, really the chemistry or or the unit together, you know, flowing how they should in comparison to last season. But that's a team that, that'll get healthier too. But, yeah, I like the uh, upcoming schedule, and I'm willing to own them at least through, you know, the next week. Beyond that, it's going to be up to you guys. You'll know your roster is better than us. All right, and last up here, Chrome Dome, Dylan Strom. What you got?
1: Right now, uh, yeah, I'm, I'd am have to pass on Dylan Strom. The production is getting there. Uh, he's getting assists in the last few games here playing on that uh, Washington first line with Ovechkin and Connor Sheary, mm-hmm. But I don't see him as being someone that's going to stay on that first line as guys start to work their way back in the lineup. Because like right. we talked about, they've got Backstrom, Connor Brown, Tom Wilson, mm-hmm. Carl Hagelin out on offense. So a lot of these guys we're, can come we're back We're probably in. forgetting
0: like another two names too. Like it's everybody.
1: Yeah, like they are just getting hit with the injury bug. Guys are moving all over the lineup. Dylan Strome, taking his turn on the first line. His production is uh, showing that he's playing on the first line, getting a couple of good games here and there, but not someone I would want to stick with long-term. Because, yeah, I do think these other guys will come back in the lineup and he's going to become a second, third-line guy again.
0: Does that make him more valuable, though? Like, if he's not playing up against the other team's top lines? Like, if he does move down the depth chart a little bit, do you think that'll help him or no?
1: Um, It just depends on his ice time and if he's on the special teams or not. I think if you're a line three guy – but you're well, on the power play on the first power play, you know maybe.
0: I think that his skill set and his size, um, I, I think it really lends to the power play. I think that's really his best utility is being that swing man, you know, in the corner behind the net because he's got that length, he's got that reach, and he's just not a defensive minded guy. You know, he's, he's just right. not someone that you trust to you know play you know both ends of the ice really. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I feel like he would get more concentration and scoring in that sense because I, I agree with you, he would be a line two line three center mm-hmm. mixing in on the, on the top power play. And that would expose him to less, you know, minus opportunities essentially, because you know, the points for being a top line center, mm-hmm. that's not what the, that's not what his production looks like. It looks like he's a line three center. When you see right. one point a game, one assist, mm-hmm. one assist. Oh, no game, no points, one assist. Like, mm-hmm. obviously he's a facilitator. That's what he does. But you know, I just feel like the number should be higher for the position that he's in right now and the opportunity that he's in or has right now. So was it one, two, three, four, five, six? He has an assist in five of his last six games. That's pretty good. Six of his last seven, seven of his last eight. Like it's not bad, but the last time he mm-hmm. had, well, I, I was about to say the last time he had a multi-point game was November 17th, but it was, it was yesterday. <laughs> one goal, mm-hmm. one assist. So mm-hmm. that was the, the spread, right? December 7th to November 17th of multi-point games, right? And Mm -hmm. most of those games in the in-between, minus one, plus one, minus one, minus two, plus one. Like, he just doesn't have, like, that booming potential that I feel he should have playing Mm -hmm. on the top line up against one of the best players in the game and Alex Mm -hmm. Ovechkin, you know? Like, I just feel like it could be a lot better, and because of that, it doesn't give me a lot of promise that he's just going to be the guy for the rest of the season. He's definitely going to fall down the charts, so... I agree. I am off of them as well. Hard pass. No, thank you. Not not, not even a short-term no. uh, solution, in my opinion. All right, good stuff. Well, that was a very good show, sir. Do you have anything to share before we head out?
1: Yeah, check me on Twitter. Face off with OZ. Talk about fancy hockey, NHL, all hockey over there, as well as ONU Tigers hockey on Twitter. Be, what, follow me and what I'm doing in the college hockey world. Uh, tomorrow, we hit the road to play uh, Butler University down in Indianapolis. Nice. So, looking forward to that, hoping to get a couple big dubs. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to next week's show and uh, talking about, you know, the big weekend I had. Because, yeah, haven't been on the ice for a game in a while. I had a few weeks off. So, mm-hmm. looking forward to getting back into it.
0: Ready to go get uh, full tilt with the, uh, what is it, the Butler Bulldogs?
1: Is that right? The Bull- Butler Bull- Bulldogs. Bulldogs, yeah. Careful. It's a private mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. Careful. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: (laughs) Very good. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at SGPNJB. Take care. Be well. Be good. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.